the winner by split decision. Yes, welcome everyone back to Split Decision UK. It's another Sunday. It's a glorious, glorious sunny day here in Grays. Uh, this is Split Decision UK. You can find us on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're all over the place. For our regular li- listeners, thanks for joining us. Anyone who's new, if you could give us a follow on on those social media or um, maybe leave us a review on iTunes, five stars, subscribe. That would be really great. We really appreciate that. That would help build build the conversation that we're trying to grow here. As it is, I'm joined via Skype by Matthew Clark. Baby boy, are you there? I'm here, big boy. How are you? Oh, good, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's been a glorious weekend, so I'm loving it. What have you been up to? I went to a gender reveal yesterday. A gender reveal? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. I know, so uh, it's a pretty new thing that's come in. It's sort of got Instagram famous, so one of my best mates, he's uh, put a bun in the oven. So we went to that yesterday, and uh, yeah, it's a boy. So good news. Uh, so how do they do it? Is it in a sort of like a game show style leaflet? Or no, so uh, they'll say that and it is. It was basically a, drum big, roll. a big balloon, a big dark balloon, and uh, inside is some confetti, and it's either pink or it's blue. So the the mum, the mum to be, goes up with a little needle, pricks the balloon, that goes bang, and all the confetti comes out, and yeah, it was all blue blue confetti. So a little boy on the way. Well, it's obviously she knows at this point, right? No, she, did, she didn't know. She didn't know. Oh, she doesn't know. No, so who, no, no one who knows. sorts this out then? Like, so I think when you go and have your scan, they can basically put it on like in an envelope and tuck that away and say, "Here you go." And when you want to look at it, open it up and have a look. So right. somebody sorted the balloon. Yeah, I'm not sure who, but some did it sort of behind their backs as such. Ah, yeah. Well, fair. congratulations. Yes, congratulations to, uh, to them. To them and him, the little boy. Definitely, the little baby boy. And that. And- new Split Decision UK listener once he arrives. Oh, badly. He's uh, getting straight on the follow. Definitely. Guess what I did uh, yesterday? Um, you free getters, you won't get it. Uh, nothing. No. Um, went to Fort Park. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, played cricket. No. Alright, you have to tell me. I went to the the Dolly Parton nine till five musical. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> like the true lad that I am. <laughs> How was it? it? Do you know what? It weren't too bad. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty female heavy yes. to say the least in the crowd. I, I felt like I was on a bit of a Hindu, but but it was all right to be fair. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I've got I, I must sort of uh, throw a disclaimer there. I went, didn't go on my own or anything like that. It was right. my old dear's uh, 65th birthday, which is tomorrow. So the family sort of treated her to okay. a London birthday, town. Mrs. Clark. Yeah, well, tomorrow, 65. Uh, so we had a meal up London and we uh, went and watched the 9 to 5 musical. Blind <laughs> it was. Quality. What a Saturday. It, it, you had, uh, what's her face? Uh, Louise Redknapp as the lead. Is she really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Louis, I didn't have a clue until I turned up. And uh, Amber from Love Island, do you know what I mean? So it's uh, <laughs> world class going on in that, uh, in that stage show. Some real I really like enjoyed it, mate. Shakespearean actors in there. <laughs> exactly that, exactly <laughs> that. So I had to go to the football today to sort of get more manliness. That's about, it, yeah. You know what I mean? Sort of, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and now I want to talk about fight. It's a true crack on. So, should we get stuck into the fights last night? I think we should. UFC 237, massive pay per view event in Brazil. Main event, Fug Rose, Nami Yunis up against. Jessica Andrade. 
We both thought uh, Fug Rose would win this one. I have to say, for the first round and a half, she was absolutely piecing Andrade up. She cut her early in the first round, but Andrade came in with that massive slam to the floor. Looked like it almost broke Rose's neck, and it knocked her out cold, and she picks up a KO win. It's huge. Yeah, like you say, that it, she looked like she was just cruising to her victory, and, um, oh, mate, yeah, pile driver. Scary, wasn't it? You, you, you kind of, you kind of was a little bit worried for Rose at some point, but you know, luckily she was okay and she was all standing up uh, for the for the fight result. And I think she's done some uh, post-fight pressers, so yeah, luckily Rose is okay. But massive win for Andrade. She is now the the, the champ in that division, and uh, it's a real, real big sort of wake-up call, I think, to that division. Because if you look at her last fight, KO'd Kovalkovich, you don't really see that this fight. Slammed Rose into the floor and KO'd her. It's a scary prospect now. Yeah, I do agree with that. And but you got to think she was getting absolutely pieced up in that first round. Yeah, I think if there is a rematch, I would I would expect Rose to get it done. I mean, it was kind of a freak, a freak move, really. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I was thinking. But you got to think that's like a that's a champion's sort of will, isn't it? They find a way to win even when they are sort of outclassed. Class, but sort of losing the fight and struggling to get into it. She found a way to win. She nearly got the slam in the first round. I thought, hello, this is this yes. might work. This one, and then and absolutely nailed it in the second round. Um, despite what Cruz thought, Dominic well, Cruz is. Well, I know it. <laughs> it, she is not going to get this slam. <laughs> Two seconds later, she's a world champion. Yeah. Not um, fair play to her, mate. I, I, like I say, we didn't really think she was going to get the win. We thought Rose would have too much for her, and it did look that way in the first round, but just thrown a hat amongst the pigeons at straw weight. And uh, do you think rematch next? I think that's fair, don't you? I think there should be a rematch, but Rose is sort of touted. She might she might call it a day, but uh, it's quite hard to sort of put too much weight behind that because it's so soon after the fight. But um, I w- certainly wouldn't be surprised because she seems to... I don't know, she seems to like the quiet life of her, her farm and um, She does, yeah. And all that sort of carry on. And I think if you I think I don't know, ba- she's so good though, it's just a shame. Oh well that's it, yeah. But I mean if you th- if you think back to her post fight speech after uh Joanna and she was basically saying, Look, just be a nice person, like don't worry, this belt means nothing. Just just be a nice be a nice person and treat others around your respect. So I would imagine Rose has got kind of ideas to go out and do other things in her life and make positive impacts in sort of her community and, and people sort of around America, I guess. But it would be a shame if she does knock it on the head, even if it is only temporarily, because I'm a big fan of Rose and I think her personality, her character, her fighting style, her ability, everything is, is amazing. So hopefully we do get to see Rose back in. And if if we do, I think the rematch against Adraj will be well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Now with everything there, I think but it would be an absolute travesty if she did have to retire though because like, I think DC said it I think that's the best she's looked oh, that I yeah. can certainly remember like, every fight she gets better and yeah I think it would be a shame if she had to call it a day but if if she is going to have even just time off I think obviously you've got Suarez and Ansaroff I think that 238 I think it is perhaps that should be the next um, outing for Andrade if Rose decides to sort of take a little time on the sidelines and Suarez is she's a uh, future champion in your eyes so definitely that might be one of your picks for champion at the end of the year coming in mate yeah that's it so obviously back end of last year 2018 we made our predictions for who would be champ at the end of 2019 Suarez was my pick so she's edging ever closer here and if Rose moves out yeah she'll be 
like I say, one step closer. We'll have a look at the co-main event. Anderson Silver up against uh, Split Decision UK legend Jared Cannonier, old JC. A uh, bit of an anti-climax, this one. Cannonier picking up the win, essentially, by breaking Anderson Silver's knee with a leg kick. Yeah, <laughs> that is it. But pre- he, he, go on. It's go pre- on, go on, go on. pretty much it. I mean, Cannonier looked looked good. Silver was doing his, his, his standard stuff. Staying away, trying to make the read, letting Cannonier throw first, but Cannonier was throwing heavy shots. Anderson took them all very well, but Cannonier was on top. Um, and then, yeah, it was a leg kick. Knocked him down. Looked like he busted his knee. Looked like he was in some uh, quite a bit of pain, old Silver. And yeah, big old Herb Dean stepped in, and that was it. TKO victory for JC. Oh, excuse me. So yeah, he was he was ranked number ten. Beat eleven. Chugging up there, John. <laughs> I've just been around my girlfriends. We've had a massive row, so I'm a little bit gassy. So I must apologise. But uh, yeah, number ten, Cannonier, middleweight division. Beat Anderson Silver. What do you reckon? Top five? Is he up against that sort of caliber now? Um, I don't know, like you sort of alluded to it there, it was kind of like a, a freak incident there that he sort of broke his knee. I think he does need another test before sort of cracking that top five. I think Eric Brunson makes perfect sense. Brunson, Brunson was nine before his win against uh, Theodoro, so JC coming at 10 last night, I think that's the, the match to make really, to see if he has really got that sort of the tools to make the step up to the upper echelons, as they say. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I did note down that possibly Gastelum could, could be a, an opponent. He's just lost. Cannonier's just won. It'd be kind of a nice meeting in the middle. But you might be right, actually. I think it might be more prudent to go in against someone like Brunson first and let those top three or four kind of uh, weed themselves out until it's time for Cannonier to make his step up. Yeah, well, I was actually quite impressed with Cannonier. Um, I think... Although it, it did seem like a free that knee went, he was racking up the leg kicks quite sort of substantially. And I think perhaps that part of the game plan just to sort of take that lead leg away and, and slow him down effectively. Um, so, and like you say, he was definitely winning the fight and I was super impressed by Jared. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so. I, I'd certainly fancy him against Brunson or someone of that ilk. Okay, so that settles that one. This one I was really looking forward to, actually. Volkanovski against Jose Aldo. I was really, really looking forward to this one. And it, it, it didn't disappoint, to be honest. Volkanovski picked up the win, moves himself into, undeniably, the, ne- the next contender to face Max Holloway, I think. And Volkanovski even said so himself after the victory. I thought it was a deserved win. I thought it was a good performance. Started off tight, maybe nicked the first round, Volkanovski. Uh, and then there was a bit of an eye poke in the second round, which caused a, a little bit of disruption. And, I don't know, you could maybe say Aldo maybe won that. It was a little bit closer. And then Volkanovski pulled away a little bit in the in the third round and sort of closed the show out last couple, two and a half minutes. Backed Aldo up against the cage, clinched him and just didn't allow him to do anything. And he picked up the 30-27 times three unanimous decision win. Huge victory for old Alexander the Great Volkanovski. Yeah, I think he, he won. He eked it out. 30-27 looked bad on Aldo, didn't it? But... It was I close think he to edged that. every round, to be honest. Yeah, I think he probably just did. Just about by a smidge. Uh, he just sort of shut him down. Aldo, for me, didn't really turn up. No, it, it, there wasn't a lot on offer, was there, from, from the, the legend? No, he just seemed a uh, step off the pace, sort of going through the motions. Um, whether that's down to sort of him at his sort of, at this sort of stage in his career or whether it was Volkanovski's 
disrupting him throughout the fight that was putting him off the pace. But like you say, a massive win for Volkanovski. Probably got a title shot now, I think. I mean, I don't think there's anyone else in front of him anymore. Perhaps you could argue Frankie Edgar. But yeah, and Frankie Edgar's been making sort of his own movements on social media recently, within the last week or so. He wants that title saying? fight. He just, he's kind of just saying, look, uh, you've beaten everyone. You haven't fought me yet. I'm, I sent, I'm paraphrasing, saying I'm Frankie Edgar. Like, you know, I deserve, I deserve that shot, which is, it's fair. I think that is fair, but I think Volkanovski's overtaken him. If I'm being honest, he looks so impressive. Or they just fight each other. I mean, you or that, yeah, eliminator. Because I don't, who knows what Max is going to be doing. Yeah, I think, I think he should be good to go at some point, though. Uh relatively soon uh, when was the last time Frankie fought him I, mean, I can't really remember so well, quite a while ago you can't have all three of them sitting on the sidelines for too long but no. obviously you've got Zabit and Ortega looks, that looks like that's being made so that's them two ruled out so it looks like a straight shootout between Frankie and Big Alex I personally would like to see Volkanovski against Holloway to be honest so would I I think um, Volkanovski Frankie's had quite a lot of opportunities I love him yes. he's one of my favourite fighters I think he's everyone's favourite fighter. Um, but let's have a fresh face in a title picture and I'd like to see um, perhaps Holloway Volkanovski on the Adesanya Gastelum Adesanya and was it? Whitaker card Whitaker, in Australia yeah. something like that. Yeah that's a good shout and uh, I think it'd be interesting to see Volkanovski with his card and with his pressure similar to Max it would be interesting to see then go toe to toe can Alex Max uh, match what Max does I think that will be a real interesting fight to see and yeah I think he deserves it and chuck it on that Australia card and it'll just make it even bigger than it already is he doesn't seem to go anywhere does he he's just always in your face and he, nothing seems to phase him Volkanovski no nah. so it'll be interesting to see that proper step up now to Holloway who is like true championship material so yeah that's that's the one for me uh, wouldn't argue with Edgar getting a shot either but um but like I say, yeah, a fresh face in the title pitch is always nice to see. What about Aldo? Where's he going for you? For oh, I mean, he can... I mean, it's difficult because he has beaten everyone, apart from Max, who he's lost to twice. Now he's just lost to the number four. He's essentially just going to have to go back and beat everyone that he's already beat before to climb his way back up to a title shot. I don't know if it's maybe time. I know he's been a little bit fed up with a UFC, Aldo. I don't know if it's maybe time for him to move on. I'm not sure. Probably talent-wise, he, you know, stay. You've got everything to to be successful and to, to, to get more title opportunity. But when I think about, you know, desire, motivation, those sorts of things, where is that going to be for Aldo when he's going to go back down the ranks and just beat people that he's already beaten before? Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It particularly, is, yeah. Particularly when he's also the champion twice and now the the likely future challenger. It's, it's, it's a tough go, really. I'd like to see him go to 55 and have some fun fights there. Yeah, that's a good the idea, weight, actually. The, the weight cut's been, it's been hard on him for, for years now. And, uh, I think he didn't look that great at the weekend just gone. Um, yeah, go up there. You're getting older. Have some fun fights. Obviously, I don't think the title's really sort of on the table there for him with all the people in that division but I think yeah it's good to have some fun fights some fresh matchups maybe like I, don't know, I can't think of any at the minute but Gaethje Gaethje someone yeah. like that even the Connor rematch is always there Ferguson um, Cerrone loser 
yeah, it's just so yeah. many. Like the Cerrone fight, yeah, that'd be a brilliant one. I just think that's the now's the time. If he'd have won, yeah, he could have sort of angled for that third third crack at Max, but he's he's well out of the picture now. So yeah, that that'd be my advice. Not that he's going to be taking advice from me. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but yeah, you never know. He might reach out, slide into my DMs, and ask me. But I think <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. But decent fight. I was a little underwhelmed by it, if I'm honest. I think technically it was good, but um, as a exciting spectacle it's sort of let me down a little bit but yeah. well there you go obviously very hard to please there young <laughs> I am notoriously hard to please mate <laughs> so before that in the welterweight division the legend old school Brazilian Thiago Alves up against the young up and comer Argentinian Laureano Staropoli so there was a little bit of extra spice in this one for the two opposing nations if you needed it uh, as it was Staropoli Got a got a pretty decent unanimous decision win, 30-27 times 2 and 29-28. Lovely, very flashy striking from old Loriano. Started to slow down a little bit later on, but just output, volume, the amount of punches landed was just uh, a little bit more than Alva, Alves each round, I would say. So even though Alves did grow into the fight and, and start to come back into it, he's been on a pretty impressive uh, run of late. Yeah, Storopoli, done enough to get the win. He looks very dangerous, Storopoli. Good striking, loads of uh, variety. He's throwing elbows uh, from out far, from in close. He's throwing punches, knees, kicks, spinning strikes. He's got it all. Didn't see anything on the ground, but that was an impressive win for Storopoli. I fought the Argentinian in Brazil. And then before that, the women's bantamweight division, Bechco Haya, are Brazilian again, up against Irene Aldana. The Mexican, she only, I believe she only started training MMA when she was 23, something like no, that. No, Like, under 30. So, oh. yeah, she hasn't been doing it for very long at all, but she's very long, very lean, crisp striking. Uh, very good striking, actually. I was very, very impressed with her striking. She went in the favourite, and she got the win in the third round via an armbar, which was a little bit strange because she was basically... Piecing Kohaya up on the feet for two and a bit rounds. Um, but then Bet's got a takedown. Uh, messed it up a little bit and gave up her back. Uh, so Aldana's on her back. Kohaya's in a kind of turtle position. DC mentioned it. He thought she was too high up on her back. He thought she was going to slide off. But managed to grab an arm. Locked up the legs in a little triangle. Extended the arm. Nice arm by win. She's on three fight win streak now. Irene, so uh, yeah, another another impressive victory there to open the card, and it was actually a really good fight as well. Well done, that girl. Yeah, did we get a uh, did we get a good night, Irene from uh, DC? I suppose we didn't have the opportunity, did we? <laughs> no, I, I didn't hear one. It would have been nice to to throw that in. So, hey, uh, miss weight by five pounds. Okay, so she lost her money and she lost the fight. So not a good uh, good night for that young lady. <laughs> Certainly not. What else was there, Joe? Well, we had a couple of old lads on the, uh, on the prelims, open up the prelims. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old BJ Penn against old Clay Guida. Uh, Talk me through it. Talk me through it. He looked good in the first round, didn't he? Look, BJ, ABJ? Penn, BJ Penn looked okay. His chin stuck, no problem. Uh, but, yeah, Clay Guida, a uh, bit more output, a bit more volume, landed, landed more shots, uh, never really troubled by BJ Penn himself 
So, deserved win for Guida, I thought, but the decision on the cards. And yeah, BJ Penn looked okay. You know, he looked okay, but his chin held up. He didn't get knocked out. He made it through the 15 minutes, which is, it's a bit, it seems rude to say that about BJ Penn, but that was an achievement in itself. But, I mean, I think we heard rumblings. I saw some headlines that he's, he thinks he's good enough to be champ again. I think if, you, if, if you're getting outpointed by Clay Guida, uh, I don't really see where you go from here. So I think his his nine-year winless run or whatever it is uh, continues, unfortunately. Yeah, I think he's at a record seven seven straight losses. <coughs> yeah, so not good. Uh, <laughs> no, not good it, at all. Yeah, no, I don't, mildly. I don't... Uh, at what point do uh, UFC just step in and say, look, we're what not going to let you fight anymore. I know, he's not I a draw. Know. He's not. He's not in the main card. He's. I suppose it's perhaps their their way of sort of paying him back for all the years of service and stuff. I mean, I read a stat that he. This was UFC two three seven. He fought at one three seven and three seven. I saw that. Yeah. So that shows you how how long he's actually been with a company. Perhaps it's just their way of sort of thanking him for that time that he's put in for them. But probably a point where they're like, "Come on, mate. This is." Time ago, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it is harsh, and like I say, it does. It almost seems a bit rude to be saying it about BJ Penn, but I think that's the think, best thing for him. Yeah, I think the numbers speak for themselves now after nine years, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, well, at least at least he got the uh, got to the end of the bell, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, not the. I don't know what what more can you say? What more can you say, Matthew? I Nothing. I think no. <laughs> What else? Little Nog got knocked out. Yes. Yeah. Not a not... good night for the old lads, was no, it? It wasn't a good night for the Brazilians overall, really. I mean, Andrade picked up a big win. Other than that, Silva lost, Aldo lost, Alves lost, Cohea lost, Little Nog yeah, lost. No. Yeah. Not a great night for the old Brazilians at all, I'm afraid. But like you say, capped off uh, with a Brazilian title win. A lot of pressure going on uh, on her shoulders going into that main event. It seems. The crowd were probably sort of desperate, yeah. desperate for a yeah, win, yeah. and uh, she duly delivered uh, on an all-round good card. You would say, yeah. Thought so, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe one or two too many decisions in there, but uh, the fights themselves were very good. Good, good high-level uh, technical fights. So, no complaints from me, Matthew. Fair play, <laughs> fair play, Brazil. Um, bit of Bellator yesterday as well, weren't there? There was indeed. Yeah, where do you want to start with that one? Well, we'll start uh, with the British interest MVP yes. Michael Venom Page was up against the uh, Douglas Lima the semis of the World Weight Grand Prix. Semis, quite a tight affair, really. Uh, quite a bit tit for tat. It was uh, quite even, I thought. Um, and then Lima delivered a brutal knockout. Have you seen it? Yes. So uh, he tr- sort of tripped him up with a low leg kick and then as Venom Page was getting up caught him with a big right hand right on the chin and that was lights out yeah it was brutal wasn't it <laughs> it was yeah but uh, by all accounts he actually performed quite well uh, Michael Page everyone's been saying it's his actual first true step up against elite competition world class com- competition and um, didn't look out of place um, obviously he did get knocked out but yeah, I mean, it's no shame getting knocked out someone of, of Lima's calibre who moves on to the finals. Um, yeah, Venom Page is still 
up there for me. Um, yeah, it's a little bit a unlucky. For Bellator. I think it's a Go little on. bit unlucky. That sort of knockout, like as you're getting back up, you don't see it too often. No, exactly. Um, he just made a, a, a small mistake, um, which I'm sure he won't make again. That he needs to get himself. I tell you what, he needs to get himself in a horse gracie uh, affiliated BJ school, and you're not allowed to get up unless you stand and base correctly. So that will drum it into his head in no time. I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Joe. Um, let's get him down the gym. Yep. Monday morning. <laughs> tell him what's going on. But in all seriousness, I think it's always tricky, isn't it? Uh, getting knocked out like that, seeing someone you you want to do well get knocked out like that. But I'm I'm sure he he put out a tweet on Instagram or whatever afterwards saying, "But I'm glad I got knocked out by Lima out of all people, and that he'll come back stronger and stuff like that." And it's good to see that soon after the fight, him to react that way. He, he's not sort of hiding from it, and he's coming out and facing it head on. And uh, having that mentality, I think he'll certainly show that he's going to want to get back in there sooner rather than later to uh, right the wrongs. Absolutely, yeah, and I hope so. I'd like to see him back in there as soon as, yeah. Did you manage to see Jake Hager versus TJ Jones? No, I, did, I didn't see the fight, but I saw the uh, face-off, which was interesting like in and of itself. So Jake Hager, if you don't know, is uh, former WWE champion. Jack Swagger. Lol. Lowell's, yeah. Um, Jack Swagger, yeah. He's actually like a high-level collegiate wrestler. Yes, he is. By all yeah. accounts, obviously, we're not too over with that in England. It's, it's not really our cup of tea. But uh, by all accounts, a very high level um, at college. So he's a legit wrestler. And he was fighting TJ Tombstone Jones, I believe his name is, who looks like he works at a comic book convention. <laughs> and, he, and he just sort of arm-triangled him. Uh, held on for far too long. The nice. refs was trying to get him off and stuff and uh, didn't sort of endear himself to the crowd, shall we say. Well, maybe he's coming from that WWE background. Maybe he knows that you can either be a good guy or you can be a bad guy and make a lot more money. So perhaps he's channeling his, uh, his, his sort of former glories and bringing that into the MMA world. Yeah. Um, he was giving it large on the mic after, though. Um <coughs> I think it's fair enough to give it large on the mic after, but not when you've beaten TJ Tombstone Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, he could it do. Looked like, it looked like a jock beating up a, uh, a nerd. At yeah. Safe belt. yeah, I mean, that's a brilliant that's comparison. What looked, that's what it looked like to me. But um, we're talking about it and, it, and we're interested in it now. So it's like we were saying with um, what's his chops, Greg Hardy. Yes, there's only so many cans you can beat, and once you've beaten all the cans, you can start to take, facing actual competition and then uh, that's that's when we see what you're actually made of but um, behind all the facade though he has that base that wrestling base so uh, we'll see what happens with him I mean yeah nothing really more to say on Bellator I think there was a big title win for uh, uh, Patricky Pitbull beat uh, Michael Chandler for the lightweight belt so another champ champ in there apart from that not too much to report Okay, nothing. I think you wrapped that up quite nicely there, Matthews. So, I think it is that time. We've done our review. We've had a look at USC. We've had a look at Bellator. I think it's time for the Safawa. So, is it your turn this week? I believe it is my turn to make the final call. Yeah, but I don't know if you want to throw in any uh, nominations. Well, I wanted to throw in um, 
the artist formerly known as Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, because <laughs> yeah. he was being a bastard, and this this is what the the award was created on. That is it. It's it's forefathers uh, based um, this award on themselves with Simon Safroff being a bastard in the octagon, and that's what Jake <laughs> Hager sort of portrayed last night. Um, but I would also like to think that TJ Jones has got a good shout for this week's award. Definitely. I mean, when you turn They're up... just getting in there, really. Yeah. Well, I mean... He With a smile on his face. It essentially was some bloke they pulled off the street, with all <laughs> due respect. So to get in the cage at all, I mean, fair play to him. You, you, you can't knock him, I don't think. No, no. Look, I'm not knocking him. I'm no. giving him a nomination for the Simon Saffer Award for Outstanding of course, Chief. Of course, yeah. Silly me. Um... Yeah, I mean, were there any others you wanted to throw out there? I thought the Brazilian crowd could get a nomination. I thought especially when old JC, Jared Cannonier was trying to do his uh, sort of victory speech and the boos were so intense in that. It was unreal. We couldn't get a word out. So I think the Brazilian crowd, as always, deserve a nomination because as far as bastardry goes, they, they, they can be up there if they don't like you. I thought he handled it quite well. I thought he handled it brilliantly, Cannonier. Yeah, so I think on that basis, Cannonier gets a nomination as well just for how he... Like you say, dealt with the booing. Dominic Cruz, very poor timing on the uh, title winning finish. You can't finish a slam from here. Then slam. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that definitely deserves one as well. You're going to have to pick one, Jones. So I think what I'm going to... I'm going to go with TJ Tombstone Jones. <laughs> I just think the way... The way it's... I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to be disrespectful, but this is like game at the end of the day and... He turned up and it was basically like a check shirt. Like he'd just come from work or come from chilling on the sofa for his for his weigh-ins and looked brilliant there. And then, yeah, to have the, to have the go and to, to step in there on a hide into nothing with his character. I thought some of the pictures were, were brilliant. So the Simon Saffer of Award for Outstanding Achievement this week goes to TJ Tombstone Jones. Congratulations, young man. I, uh, I'm... I'm just pleased you brought back the word gonads. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to bring it back into fashion. I'm using it as much as possible, just trying to get people on board. <laughs> Can't beat a bit of gonads. The gonads uh, campaign drive. That's it. I'm, but, start, um, I'm starting a new party, the gonads party. So if you are interested, <laughs> hit me up. Simon Safaroff gonad parties. That's it. Monster race. Oh, they'll probably, they'll, prob- they'll, probably, they'll probably get in in this uh, current climate in Mate, the political scene, wouldn't they? I think we got a chance, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the local gonad. <laughs> we uh, we didn't get our predictions out this week, did we? But um, I don't want you to lose on a technicality. So what I'm going to say is, if you don't mind, of course. Uh, I, I think you should win from what from what I remember. Uh, I don't think I've got any. Right. Well, I've had a quick tally up when I got at least three, so I think yeah, I, just, I think um, I deserve it this week. Yeah, I mean, like I say, we didn't get our official picks out on Instagram this week, but it would be absolute travesty if I, uh, we went by a week without giving you this win because I picked Anderson Silva, Aldo, <laughs> and uh, Rose. So, and I didn't make any other picks, so I can't. I've got, I've got to give you the win, Joe. It's two all. 2-2-1 two, two and one now then. 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Like it. Congratulations. Myself, thank you very much. Pull myself back into convent- contention there. <laughs> I can get my words out. <laughs> right. Fight news. Bit of fight news. Where should we start? Some big ones. There is some big ones. So, Donald Cerrone, fresh off of his victory last week. You're thinking, oh, Donald, you might have earned yourself a title shot here. 
Donald Cerrone being. Oh, Donald. <laughs> yeah, as it is, Cerrone being Cerrone said, no, fuck that. I ain't waiting. I'm just going to fight Tony Ferguson like in a couple of weeks. That's why we love him. Yeah, he's why we love him. Brilliant fight. Amazing fight. Tough ass for Cowboy, this. Yeah, I, my first initial thought on this was, uh, man, that completely buggered this up. This has got to be a five-rounder. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be. It's on 2-3-8. There's no interim title on the line. Um, but on second thoughts, it's like, well, Ferguson's coming off a lot of trouble. You can't just chuck him into a five-rounder. Cerrone over here has been in a five-round war about, what was it, a week ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago. Um, so that three rounds probably a fair enough go for them both. Yeah, uh, I think that's fight? right. What's the fight? I know, no, it's a brilliant fight. Probably favour Ferguson. Well, but Cerrone's of late, it's difficult to, to doubt him. Yeah. Do you think it's the right move for him? No, I would have... Your management, would you... I would have waited, but that's not what Cowboy does, is it? And I think it's impossible to make him do it. He must, he must be getting paid quite handsomely, surely. To take this one, it's not main event, it's not for a title. It's it's not against Connor, the money fight. I don't know, it's a big, it's a big uh, gamble shall we say, that he's taken here. If he was it, he, he's got to be next in line. No doubt about it at all. Same goes for Ferguson. Winner of this has to get the winner of Khabib and Dustin. And it does beg the question, where's Connor in all this? And I'm a bit worried, actually, that they haven't officially announced uh, Khabib and Poirier. What with Connor lurking in the background? I mean, mm. what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's all going to go straightforwardly? Or are they going to feed Connor to the animal that is Gaethje to complete the set of... Uh, wars that they've got lined up at 155 I think I think yeah I think that last option you mentioned is probably probably most likely I mean but at the end of the day Connor has uh, retired I mean you can put that in air quotes you can put an asterisk next to that whatever you want to do at the moment he is retired so I would expect Poirier to Khabib to happen I would expect obviously Cerrone and Ferguson to happen um, ideally they should fight the winner should fight each other and I think the only way they're going to throw Connor in is in against someone like Gaethje to be almost like a third place kind of contender fight after after these two hit. I don't think they're just going to. I mean, I could be wrong. I, you know, who knows? But I don't think they're going to allow Connor to just come in and just mess up this whole title situation that they they've got set now. Well, he is hoping because it's actually it's playing out perfectly. A lot of favourites getting their just rewards. I mean. How long have we been waiting for Ferguson and Khabib? I mean, we might finally see that. I, I, think, I think Khabib and Ferguson both win both them fights. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you, I think. And, but the thing is, Connor always has that Nate Diaz fight to fall back on. And uh, as we've seen, Nate Diaz has been booked against Anthony Pettis at 170. Yeah, so I don't know if this is absolutely well, booked, confirmed. But, yeah. yeah, but Anthony Brutal. Pettis up against Nate Diaz at 170, like you say. Glad to see Nate back. I like I like Nate Diaz. He's a good character, a good fighter as well. Obviously, uh, I mean it's not. This is a tough one when you look at the run Pettis has been on. I mean he just he just knocked out Wonderboy, which is uh, amazing. So it'd be very interesting what sort of shape Diaz is in because Pettis himself is on a little bit of a come up at, uh, at the moment. At, at, up at, at one seventy, he's sort of he's taken on that extra weight. Obviously got good power there now. Diaz, who know, who knows? It's uh, completely unknown, I guess. Really. Yeah, it's one of those where you will believe it when you see him in the cage. Yeah, and definitely. He might throw a strop again when he realises. He could be, he could be a bit flaky, shall we? Uh, he? So, yeah. um, hopefully it goes ahead. I mean, it's a good fight. I think they'll 
it's the perfect fight for the pair of them. I think they both fancy their chances. I mean, Diaz up at 170 in the past has been a bit outsized at, at times. But obviously, he's not going to get that at Pettis. And Pettis will probably think, well, yeah, this is the sort of size fight I can fight. And we both, both don't need to cut weight sort of thing. Um, so both will be at their maximum physically. Um, I, the early thought is, I, I think Pettis surely beats him. I think so, yeah. I mean, how long has he been out of the uh, out of the ring, old Nathan? Yeah, three years. Three is years. It? Yeah, I think so. It's a long time. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a fantastic fight, but yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll get into that probably nearer the time when we actually see it materialising. I mean, it's all verbally agreed at that sort of stage in a minute. So um, once he gets officially booked, perhaps we'll get a little bit more excited about it, but. That's it. Till yeah. then, believe we'll believe Til it then. when we see it. Yeah. Bit of UK interest in the fight news. Arnold Allen gets his stateside wish. Yeah, he's fighting in Vegas. It's uh, Gilbert Melendez at two three nine. The stats two three nine. I think this is pretty much the perfect sort of uh, matchup. Really, a big name who's not as dangerous as some of the top contenders on a big American card. I think it's perfect for Arnold. Yeah, I mean, I think he's fought in Europe in five times in his 5-0 and record in the UFC. He was booked to fight Melendez before, um, former Strikeforce champion, former UFC challenger. Big name, like you say. Um, and if he could get a win over Melendez, it really puts him in the sort of title picture, or at least in the top 10 at uh, 145. Top 10, And it also gets yeah. some international eyes on him. He's, he's only ever been on... European cars. He's been on fight pass. He's been at times that the Americans probably aren't watching it. So it's a perfect opportunity for him to sort of get onto that sort of uh, get in the psyche of the American fans and get him on the map. Um, he's certainly got the talent for it. I think his youth is going to play a huge part in this. I think Melendez is on the sort of tail end of his career, unfortunately. While he's a massive name, he's only fought the top contenders in the UFC. He hasn't got a great record in the UFC. Um, whereas Arnold Allen, of course, is 5-0. and So I think I'd really fancy him there. I think if he's a decent price, it's worth a flutter or two. What do you reckon, Joe? I 100% agree with you, yeah. And I think Allen, much like his last performance, will be very clinical. And uh, yeah, he'll just have simply too much for old Gilby, I'm afraid. Old Gilby. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, definitely agree with you on that. But that's an absolutely stacked fight card. That is that's International Fight Week, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's the big one. A lot of people will be watching. That's that's, that's the key for uh, Arnold there. So put on a good performance, mate, and he's arrived. Yeah, best of luck to young Arnold. Is there any other fights there that you think are worth mentioning that have been announced? Or Well, did we mention Stipe DC last week? I think we did, but I don't think we got too, too into it. Did you want to talk about it? No, but it, it, it was, I was just going to mention it. If we mentioned it last week, that's fine. But yeah, happy for uh, Stipe to, to get this fight. Now you say it, I do remember talking about it, so uh, yeah, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little side note on that. Um, it's meant to be co-main, uh, Pettis and Diaz on that fight card. Okay, yeah, nice. On the DC Pay 2 card. Yeah, so that's a good couple of uh, final two fights there, that'd be a great card. Yeah, So uh, also. You, just quickly, yeah, you just mentioned uh, some Tom Duquenois news. Yeah, uh, literally, it's it's quarter past eight in the evening on Sunday here, about half hour, 45 minutes ago, on my Twitter, as you do. Um, yes. So, Tom Duquenois has retired, age of 25, Frenchman, the young fire. He's 
got a winning record in the UFC. Yeah, top, it looks very promising, top, I thought. Top of the game. I think he only lost one fight in the UFC. Um, don't quote me on that. That's just from memory. But, yeah, he said he can't commit to full-time uh, high-level training or something to that to that effect. So, what do you make of that, Joe? So, an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's completely news to me. You've introduced me to it. Uh, so, I've, I've got no background information on it. Hopefully, there's nothing too serious going on. When you say he can't commit the sort of the time that he needs, it would suggest that some sort of family issues, some sort of illness somewhere, something somewhere he's got to be and look after. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully there's nothing too bad going on. Maybe he's just got sort of um, other 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 things going on that he wants to dedicate his time to instead. So fair, fair enough. If if that's his decision, he's He's fought it through and that's what he wants to do then fair enough but otherwise it is a shame because I did like him obviously a European fighter lots of skills lots of promise but yeah you know good luck to him and ho- hopefully it pays off and he's, he's made the right decision yeah I think I think it might be another sort of career diversion I think I'm not sure um, he's been more I think he's into like the modelling side of things to be honest yeah, he's a good looking chap I'll give him that so <laughs> He could be the face of the uh, our new political party, <laughs> the Gonads party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The fireball kid, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. is that the fireball kid. I think it is. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, fits they made perfectly. that up. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was worth mentioning. We are of interest to the MMA community. Of course. Um, uh, I noticed we had a couple of French listeners actually tune in last week. So ah, we're worldwide, mate. I, ha- I had to let them know. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they'll be as, as sad to hear that as we are. Other than that, I think, uh, is that wrapping up fighting for us? I think so. Should we get into next week's card? Let's have a look. Yeah, Fight Night 152. Uh, this is in Rochester, New York. <laughs> Do you like that one? What? Was, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what accent I, that was, but... I, it sounded more... I don't know. Not American. No. So I wasn't, no. I wasn't even in the right country, let alone the right part of America. No, you weren't in the right continent, mate. <laughs> but um, on the first look at this one, I said to you, I think the car looks a bit shit. But um, Stacked, isn't it? On, on, yeah, on further inspection, I think it's actually a very, very exciting card. So should we open up with the British interest? We've got young Danny Roberts in the workweight division up against Michelle Pereira. Uh, so, yeah, Roberts 16-4 record, Pereira 21-9. Two no contest. This is his uh, UFC debut. You might have seen him before because in his previous organisation there was a sort of viral video that went round. He's the guy that did a backflip in order to try and pass someone's guard. I don't know if you remember that. I can't say I do, Joe. So yeah, he, he sort of uh, there was an open guard. He was on his feet. The bloke was on his floor. He turned around, did a backflip over his legs into like side control. So uh, he's obviously got a, a little bit of flair. But yeah, Danny Roberts. Uh, we last saw him in London. He lost to Claudio Silva by armbar, yeah. and you'll remember that was a slightly controversial stoppage. Uh, we're not sure if there was actually a tap there. Um, other than that, he beat David Zavada, which is impressive. Uh, beat Encamp, uh, lost to Nadine Taleb and Mike Perry, and beat Bobby Nash in uh, in between those. Interesting fight, I think. I think it's uh, definitely winnable for Danny Roberts. I do think Roberts will get the win here. Um, yeah, what do you make of it? Yeah, I've never seen uh, Michel Pereira fight, but uh, Danny Roberts is always an exciting uh, tear-up, isn't he? Uh, he, he was is. unlucky last time out. Uh, he, was, he was losing the, the fight, 
but um, he seemed to get a bit of momentum uh, sort of late on, didn't he? And it looked like if he get out of that dodgy position he was in, he would actually potentially go on to sort of stop Silver. But um, as it was, it was a sort of strange call from the ref and the um, contest was ended. So Danny Robson will look to sort of bounce back from that and get a big win. He's the 4-11 to favourite here. So uh, the day, the was it debutante, that's uh, the debutist, but that would have been the uh, correct term. He's 15-8 to for that. So big favourite Danny Roberts. So hopefully he can get it done and um, reflect those odds. But... Uh, yeah, unknown quantities though. These people making their debut in it. That's it. Yeah, always risky. But yeah, best of luck to to Mr. Roberts. Where do my you initial wanna... my initial thoughts on that is just sort of stay away from the ground game. The guy seems to know what he's doing down there. Just keep it standing, and he should get the job done. Yeah, yeah, have to agree. All right, what else? What else you want to move on to? We've got a few fights here. Like we say, do you want to? Uh, what about Megan Anderson closing out the prelims up against Felicia Spencer? So uh, yeah, featherweight division for the for the ladies. We remember Megan Anderson from her last fight. She beat Zingano with a, a big toe to the eye that caused the stoppage there. Before that, lost to home on her UFC debut. This is Felicia Spencer's UFC debut. She is the she's the Invicta featherweight champ, like Megan Anderson was before her. So she's following in that path. Not a lot of experience. Six and zero record. Uh, good on the ground. Three rear naked choke victories uh, included in there. Um, I mean, we're, we're kind of desperate for the featherweight division to get a real, a real contender in there, and Megan Anderson is the kind of the nomination for that position at the moment. So, I'm, 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 I'm kind of hoping that we see a, a more conclusive victory Johnson here, because she's obviously got the talent, she's she's got the size. Um, her last victory was uh, slightly strange, so I'd like to see a good, solid win from Anderson in this one. Yeah, it's just difficult again, isn't it, from uh, people making a pick on things like this. That we, I don't watch Invicta, I'm not sure about you. So I have no idea what Felicia Spencer's going to bring to Megan Anderson. I mean, Anderson is, it seemed pretty good, but it's just that featherweight division. It's just, for me, it's, it's a bit tricky to get excited about because you know there's only a handful of fighters in there. Yeah, it uh, is, yeah. I would like to see them just absorb the whole talent from Invicta. To be honest, yeah, I think yeah, they're kind of picking it sort of one, one every few months at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're sort of taking the champion on every yeah. occasion. Every time they get a the belt, they take the champion. Every time they get, it's just take them all. Go on, just take them all. Or at least cross promote and let them come across and go as they please. And I don't know. But anyway, back to the fight. Anderson's four or six, and uh, Spencer's eleven or ten. So it's pretty a lot closer than it'd be to be honest. Yeah, that is. Yeah, it's quite surprising actually. Going to be a good fight. I mean the. Like we said, the 145ers, it, Nunes is, is the champion, but she ain't going to defend against Megan Anderson for the featherweight belt, is she? She, she only wants to do these big knee fights, so, yeah, um, yeah. one, two at max. and Yeah, it's just a, a, a strange one. They've built this sort of division for Cyborg. Cyborg's lost, and it's all gone gone a bit pear-shaped. Yeah, really. a bit peaked so, on. I mean, you can't sort of cut all the fighters you've signed to fight Cyborg so it's a tricky one um, yeah but with regards to the pick I'd like to see Anderson turn up or you might see something special from Spencer she she might be a new star in the making you never know that's what's great about these cards uh, the names are sort of come from the unknown almost and then they just sort of stand their authority on a big uh, well known name like Anderson so I don't know I can't really make a pick mate okay 
bottled it. That'll do. So, uh, yeah. I'll, what... I'll make an official pick after I've. Uh, yeah, I'll backtrack in thought, thought about it. Go on. Anderson. Throw, throw, <laughs> throw another one at me then. Throw, throw another fight. Um. Okay, let's have a look here. Let's have a look, shall we? Come on, you're supposed to be prepared. You're supposed to have this information in front of you, ready to go. Charles Oliveira. Oh, look at that. Nick Lentz. Yeah? What, what about these? So, lightweight division, Oliveira. On a four-fight win streak, won his last four all by sub. Uh, that was David Taymor, Anaconda round two. Jim Miller, rear naked round one. Uh, Christos Giagos, uh, rear naked round two. And Clay Guida, who we've uh, mentioned already, guillotine round one. Before that, TKO lost to Felder. Nick Lentz, he's got a 30-9-2 and and record. Lots of experience. Won his last two mm, against not the biggest names. I mean, Gray Maynard, that was, a, that was a good victory, sort of at the end of his career. And uh, got a win against Holtzman, lost time out before that. Lost to David Tamor, who Oliveira has beat. Beat Will Brooks, lost to Makachev. So he's a little bit up and down, Nick Lentz. I would imagine Oliveira is the favourite, and I expect Oliveira to pick up his fifth submission victory in a. Charlie is three to ten favourite. You've nailed it, Joe. Um, and Nick Lentz out eleven of five. I've got to agree with you. I think he gets the job done, and I think he gets it done by submission. He's he's a class above, really, in, in the ground game side of things, isn't he? Um, and Nick Lentz's sort of style is to sort of grind and get it to the ground so I think it's a perfect match up for Oliveira and I think he's fought better competition and won against better competition in the past so <clears throat> I'd really like to see him sort of start making this up in this division now this is at lightweight isn't it or is it at lightweight yes oh, lightweight okay so yeah I'd like to see him start making the step up but, um, <clears throat> excuse me and then try and make some dents in that division I mean it's so tough it's so talented that I'm saying every week but you get a win here, get a quick turnaround against someone else in the top five, top six, get a win there, and he's on the way to the top, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I like to see. I like to see the contrast. It's good to have a sort of a jiu-jitsu expert in there as well. So he's got deep striking, but add a bit of a variety, add a bit of flavour to the, to the mix. And uh, yeah, I, I fully expect him to get the get the win. I think the odds, the bookies' odds, reflect that. Yeah, he's, I'm looking for the odds on him to win by sub, but it's. It's not in there yet. It's too early, but um, it's certainly worth running your racket. If he's going to win, he's going to get it done by that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Do you want to throw one at me? Um, so, uh, just touch on one briefly. They're not the biggest of names. We've got a decent middleweight fight. We've got Antonio Carlos Jr., who's won uh, his last five. His last three have all been by a really naked choke. That was Tim Boach, Jack Marshman, and Eric Spicely. He's also got wins out of uh, um, against Marvin Vittori. Uh, he won the heavyweight Ultimate Fighter Brazil. He's now dropped down to middleweight. Um, eight of his ten victories have come by submission. He's up against Ian Heinish, who we saw recently make his UFC debut. Beat Ferreira, unanimous decision. Uh, he's got a 12-1 record. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not too novel about these. I've seen them fight a couple of times. But I think this will be a an interesting fight. He's got a bit of a submission specialist against... Another bloke who outside of the UFC has got some good knockouts and TKOs. But I have to uh, admit, one I've been looking forward to for a little while, Abin Ladd in the women's bantamweight division. She's finally got a fight. She was supposed to be fighting Holly Holm before Holm got pulled out for various reasons. She's up against uh, Sejara Eubanks, who 
got her last win in uh, November 18. She beat Modder Berry. So Eubanks, if we remember, she came through tough and she was supposed to fight for the title there, but she she essentially suffered kidney failure, which meant she, she couldn't make that fight. And then uh, the, the lady's name escapes me, but she won it and then she basically kicked it straight away anyway. So a little bit of a, a shit show going on there. But yeah, Aspen Lad, I expect... Uh, Good things from Aspen Lad. She's a she's a favourite of mine. She's got a vicious, vicious style. Uh, she beat Tonya Evinger, uh, TKO first round. Beat Landsberg, TKO second round. And she's actually beaten Eubanks uh, before uh, in a last fight in Invictus. So I am very excited for this one. I've got, got big expectations for Aspen Lad. And I, I think she'll uh, probably pick up the win here. And Sajara Eubanks will probably miss one. So... <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a strange one, Aspen Lad. She had Holly Home lined up, didn't she? And now she... Well, it's the same for Sajara Eubanks, really. I don't know if you remember, actually, that remember that 2.30 card where uh, Derek Lewis was fighting uh, DC for the heavyweight title. Proper last knockings it was. They had uh, Nate Diaz and Poirier drop out, so they needed a main event to fill it, and Shevchenko and... Uh, Sajara Eubanks we're going to fight for the flyweight and everyone uh, kicked off like, this is bollocks why is this at Madison Square Garden and then they pulled it and put on DC do you remember? Yeah, it does ring a bell yeah it does. and Sajara Eubanks was uh, very vocal about it yes um, I she, think she had one fight after in which she won did she call out Rogan or was that someone else? Uh, no she called out no because basically it was like it was live news when Shah was on Rogan or something right and they were like who the hell is Sajari? <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, <laughs> like, I remember, yeah, yeah. And she's going to call him out and all that <laughs> stuff. And then she got in the ring, put her arm around him, smiling and all that. They like they all do, like Colby Covington does. Yes. Hey, mate, they shit themselves when they get face-to-face with Rogan. Yeah, he's a, he's a solid mound of muscle, I would have thought. <laughs> mound of muscle, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I can't help but feel that this perhaps is some of like, I don't know, sort of like an indirect punishment for her. So, all right, we'll throw you Aspen Lad. Sort of thing. They know they've been beaten up by her once. Aspen has a, a true monster. Um, I don't know. Am I barking up the wrong tree there? Uh, could be. Could be. Yeah. It's, you know they can be a little bit petty. So when someone like Eubanks has caused them a bit of grief, misses weight a lot, causes a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Don't. Don't get me wrong. I think this is a weight class above as well. So I think she's really gonna. She, she may well struggle here. I've got to agree with you, Joe. I think Aspen Lad is potentially or at least has the potential to be a future champion and, and the odds reflect it she's 3-10 to 10, Eubanks out 11-5 look past a, a lad TKO win here yeah I have to agree with you there so co-main Neil Magny up against Vicente Luque welterweight division Magny lost his last one to Ponzi Nibio that was back in November 18 Luque's won his last four we all remember that cracking Barrena fight where he got the uh, TKO in the third round he had a first round knockout against uh, Jalen Taylor, beat Laprise first round, beat Nico Price, Darce in the second round, Vicente Luca very very exciting, proved that to everyone in the Barbarina fight Neil Magny, the, the sort of cliche the gatekeeper, always tough uh, usually beats people at this level only really struggles against the top but I think it might be a little bit of a repeat of his fight against Ponsonubio, unfortunately for Neil. I think you made a good point there, he's He's stuck with that gatekeeper status, isn't yeah. it? I mean, he's, he beat some top guys before. Gastelum, uh, Lombard. Yeah, Luke's eyeing that 
that spot, people call out Magni for a reason because they know he's. You beat Magni, you get thrown up into the upper echelons. I mean, well, I'm sure that was Ponza Nibio's idea, but I've no idea what's happening since he won that fight. <laughs> no. But back to the fight itself here, I think Luke never in a dull fight. I mean, like you mentioned there with the Barbarina one, very heavy-handed. Um, his only loss really is to Leon Edwards, yes. apart from the tough finale back in the day. I, f- I think he wins by a knockout here. He's so heavy-handed, Luke. If he lands on Magny, and I mean, Magny took a lot of punishment in that last fight. You remember that one against yeah, Constantine? Time, yeah. yeah, He took a bit of a beating. It's quite hard to watch that I think Luke wins this. I think he's going to knock him out. He's the the uh, I've got the odds here. Yeah, four to one on Luke. Five to two Magni. I mean, I think I had a nibble on Magni to beat Pontinibio at similar odds last time and uh, got left wanting. So <laughs> I'll stick with Vincent Luke here. Yeah, I think he's like I say, he's only get better every time I see him. He's, he's just got such big knockout power, and I think he's going to do the same to Magni. What's your uh, What's your take? Yes, got to agree. I did note down decision uh, win for Luke. But yeah. could, could quite easily see a, a late TKO victory. Because I think Magny's tough. He doesn't really get knocked out sort of one punch, two punch. I think ultimately it could just be a bit of volume towards the end of the fight with a ref stepping in. But yeah, I think I think Luke will get it done. I won't be getting on him at 4-1, to one, but yeah, I think he'll do it. What else we got to so, uh, get our teeth stuck into? Yeah, main event, last but not least. Uh, but well, all right, Kevin Lee making a step up in weight after he's lost to Awai Quinta at uh, lightweight. So he's up against RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, RDA lost his last two in convincing fashion to Usman in, and Covington. They were essentially the same fight with the, the same outcome. Uh, but won his last three before that, uh, including wins over Magni, Safadine, Robbie Lawler as well. Uh, Kevin Lee. I think he's got lots of potential. I like Kevin Lee. I think he's very well-rounded, got skills everywhere. Uh, kind of found himself on a, on a little bit of a difficult run and subsequently has made the step up too well to wait. What are your thoughts at this moment in time, a week away? I thought RDA looked unstoppable at well away, but unfortunately he ran into a couple of young lions, didn't he? And uh, it sort of really set him back a little bit. I mean, it's hard to make a judgment on it in that the two people he lost to, one's interim champion, the other one's the actual champion. Yeah. So nothing to hang your head on there. With regards to Kevin Lee, he's a complete unknown quantity on 70. Would he take the Robert Whitaker route? Would he take the Max Holloway route? We Two fighters who have moved up, one with more success than the other. So um, for me, I'd love to see Kevin Lee make a go at it at 170 and make a sort of go down the route that Gastelum and Whitaker have gone by going up in weight. Anthony Smith, Diego Santos, the list is endless. It is. Um, it's no secret that the cut was sort of fucking murder for him. I mean... Look him in the Tony Ferguson fight. He was, he was completely shot, wasn't he? So hopefully he's fresh up at 170 and um, puts on a good performance and throw another name into the mix. Um, like I say, though, it's such an unknown quantity going up 15 pounds. We have no idea what he's going to be like. Grant, he's not against a massive welterweight in RDA, so it shouldn't have too much bearing on it. Um, my early thoughts on it is that he will get a win, though, Kevin Lee. Yeah, I have to agree, and I would imagine he'll try and do something similar to what Colby and Usman have done before him. Kevin Lee has got wrestling, he's got good top pressure. I think that blueprint is there for all to see to beat RDA, so I, I would guess that's the plan that Kevin Lee's going to go in there with, and if he does do that, I would think he would pick up a 
decision victory on the back of that. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll try and do what he did to Barboza, won't he? RDA's probably got a bit better grappling than Barboza, but the blueprint, like you say, is still there. The odds, 4-6, to six, Kevin Lee. RDA 11, it's difficult to split them. Yeah, close. But that's what we want in the main event. We don't want to know what's going to happen, do we? Of course, yeah, definitely. Or yeah. otherwise. That's it. That is it, my friend. I just want to do another quick shout-out on that, that little fight card. There's a couple of old lads on there. Yeah. Sticking to the thing. Old lads. Ed Herman's on there against Patrick Cummings. Remember Ed Herman? I on saw Bisping's that. bloody... Tough, tough free legend, yeah. Ed Herman, Ed Shortview's Herman, still doing it. I'm not sure how many fights he's had now. Yeah, I thought he deserved a little shout out because he's been doing it for so darn long. Definitely shout out that man. Yeah. Any others on there, Joe? That tickle your fancy? Uh, that's it from me. I'm uh, expecting it to be a pretty good card on there, though. Um, some fighters that I really like: Oliveira, Lad, Luke. Uh, yeah, I think the main event will be good. I think it's, I think it's something to look forward to. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It might look on a little bit earlier as well, being in uh, of course, New York. I won't course. try and do the accent like yourself. <laughs> it's best you don't, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mate. Yeah. All right. So on that note, should we wrap up? I think we should, yeah. All right. Well, everyone. Cover, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Split Decision UK. I am Joe Offland. That is Matthew Cop. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, if you like what you hear, as I say at the top of the show, please do give us a follow on social media, Split Decision UK. If you're in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Split Decision UK again, just search for that, we'll come up there. Uh, we got some good in, uh, episodes in the bag. We spoke to Mike Grundy not too long ago. Last week we saw Corey McKenna, who's making waves in the uh, uh, Cage Warriors. She got a nice victory in Cardiff, so she's only 19 years old. She's got massive things ahead of her. And of course, if you go a little bit further back, we spoke to... Uh, John Hegan, who's a Hoist Gracie black belt, uh, he had some really interesting stories for former Marine. So if you are uh, a little bit light on podcast this week, there's something to go back and get your teeth into. If you can, give us a, a subscribe, like, uh, leave a review, five stars, whatever you want to do. Uh, other than that, yeah, have a great week. We'll see you next time. See you, man.